the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a beautiful morning in the Hill Country. I hope uh, you're up and out and about. And um, I heard uh, someone uh, text into Harley's show this morning about the praying mantises. Yeah, boy, they have taken over my house. I think they've scooted the tiny frogs out of the way. The um, I don't think they're... Listen, I know they're not eating the tiny frogs because the tiny frogs are now big frogs. Um yeah, let's see about how big across. I think they're about maybe an inch and a half to two inches across. Maybe eh, they're a little bit bigger than that, two inches or so across now. Um, they're not near as pretty as they were when they were little. And, uh, of course, you know, uh, so many animals have uh, bajillion babies because a few of them, you know, make it and survive. So thank goodness all the little ones didn't survive because if we had as many big ones as we had little ones, it would be serious. And so now the, yeah, the praying mantises all over the screen door. My, uh, 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 one of my cats, uh, loves sitting at the screen and looking at the, uh, uh, critters on the other side of the screen. And, uh, I think he just, uh, we call it screen time and we have to limit screen time for Gandalf. You know, that's what I've been reading that in the different, uh, uh, magazines and stuff. You can't have too much screen time. That's uh, bad for you. So, Yep, Gandalf gets a uh, limited uh, uh, front door screen time, and uh, yeah, he's fascinated with those praying mantises. So there you go, we've got them too. So I don't know if they make good bait, or you know, if you're a fisherman, that you know, maybe put some of them away. I'm not too sure. All right, so we've got a great show lined up for you today. I have a special guest, uh, David Thompson, is going to be here on the line with us here in a few minutes, and he's going to be telling us about Trail Life USA. I was not familiar with this organization, and um, once I started looking up, I realized, you know, I think I did hear something about those guys in the past when they were formed. Um, from what I understand, an alternate to the Boy Scouts, when the Scouts went all woke, um, the uh, Trail Life, I believe, was uh, founded as a reaction to that we're going to have Mr. Thompson on here today to tell us about that and about their flag um, uh, ceremony, flag retirement ceremony that this is this Thursday night. Also, this Thursday night, the Fredericksburg Tea Party has its monthly meeting, and we will be at St. Joseph's Hall. Uh, we usually get there around 5 and start setting up, and um, yeah, around 6, we're pretty much ready to go. And uh, our focus groups are set up and ready to greet you. And if you want to meet anybody engaged in one of the focus groups, that's a brilliant time to do that, a great time to do that, to get there a little bit before 6. We serve dinner at 6, and it's always good. And uh, looking forward to that. And uh, the meeting starts at 6.30 uh, promptly, and we promptly dismiss at 8, even though that uh, sometimes uh, upsets some people who would like to stay longer. So you can stay longer if you want. So that is um, 
Thursday night, tomorrow night, our speaker is going to be Daniel Miller with the Texas Nationalist Movement. He and his wife, Kara, are going to be coming over from uh, the Beaumont area and will be on the road tomorrow. So we want to make sure we have uh, prayers for our speakers, our speaker uh, traveling tomorrow. But uh, it's going to be good if you want to find out about the Texas Nationalist Movement, about the Texas bill that failed this year, about the petition that they are circulating, that TNM is circulating, and it has to do with getting on to the Republican primary um, resolutions in the spring, whenever that would be. And so there is a, um, they cannot, in Texas, we do not have a mechanism for a citizen initiative on the general ballot. But you can, through the Republican Party or the Democrat Party, you can get a resolution for your party, and you can do that through a petition gathering process. And then that goes on to the ballot uh, for the primary um, in the primaries. And so that is something that uh, this uh, uh, petition is being um, sent around the state to get that onto the Republican primary uh, ballot to see if Republicans are interested in this idea of preparing for Texas to leave the union. And remember, this is just a getting ready. This is a preparing. This is looking at all the possibilities. Um, I particularly want people who are uh, adamantly opposed. And I know there's someone out there, some listening out there who are adamantly opposed to this Texas idea. You need to come to this meeting on Thursday, not with the idea, you know, I'm inviting you and I would like for you to uh, change your mind. But at the same time, this is an outstanding opportunity for you to put forth an argument that may change my mind or change our minds. And so, Here's your opportunity, whether you're for Texas or against it, to come to our meeting and on Thursday night at St. Joseph's Hall, 212 West, 212 West San Antonio, 212 West San Antonio in Fredericksburg. Also, Saturday, September 18th, Boots and Barbecue. I have no idea how many tickets are left, but it's got to be down 20 or below. It's got to be somewhere down there because of the numbers I had a week ago. And I keep seeing sales every day. They pop up in uh, my email. So also, let me give you a little bit of Ben Franklin before we take off here and get Mr. Thompson on the line. Um, Here we go. A good spinner has a large shift. Hmm. A good spinner has a large shift. There you go. You'll have to think about that one. I ain't explaining that one today. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are back. Thank you for staying tuned. By the way, I post this uh, show every day um, when I get home uh, to Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. So you can find this program later on today if you want to share it with someone or if you want to just go back and listen again. 
So I have on the line with me Mr. David Thompson. Good morning, Mr. Thompson. Good morning. So um, we have been exchanging some emails over the last few days. Uh, we have not met. I was looking at your, who who is uh, Fusion Master Builders? What do you guys do? Uh, we build houses, remodel houses in the Fredericksburg area. That's my business. And been here for about 12 years working on uh you know, on my own, um, years of experience doing construction work for other builders before that. Okay, that's that's great. How has uh, how has the materials uh, affected uh, uh, the the cost of materials and the availability of materials? How's that affected your business over the last few uh, year, uh, months? Well, obviously, costs are much higher. Um, they are coming back down, thankfully, but. Um, it has been a challenge, um, not only just the additional cost, but also, like you said, the availability. There's many times where we have to wait a good long while to get even just something as simple as two by fours. Man, and, so, and um, I know homeowners get real frustrated with that, don't they? Yes, sir, they do. Boy, that's that's got to be a tough one. So that's not why we called you today, Mr. Thompson. I want to hear about... Uh, I want to hear about Trail Life USA. Um, I'm not. We're gonna. We want to talk about then. Then talk about the ceremony you're gonna have tomorrow night. But let's start with Trail Life USA. I understand uh, from the little research I did that it was essentially once the uh, scouts, the Boy Scouts, kind of went woke, that uh, there was some people who wanted an alternative to that. Did I get the story right on that? Yes, that's correct. So tra Trail Life was born out of the Boy Scouts losing their way. Um, okay. As you said, when they went woke, a uh, group of guys, and my understanding is that it was a lot of the leadership of Boy Scouts that didn't approve of their choices, basically broke away and started Trail Life USA in 2013. Um, and within, I think within weeks or months of the Boy Scouts allowing uh, some leadership changes that many people didn't approve of. So um, they started in 2013, or well, it formed in 2013 and started in January of 2014 with about 500 troops, and that has grown uh, to more than 30,000 members and more than 850 troops across the entire nation. Uh, so it's it's an up and coming program. It's grown a, a lot just this year uh, with with COVID lockdowns and everything. Uh, there were still a lot of troops that were um, that were still meeting and and trying to make the best of a bad situation. So, um, so if I had been, so let me ask well, let me ask you a question. So if I had a uh, I don't know ten year old eleven year old boy and uh, we wanted we were interested in this. What what kind of uh, what kind of things could I tell my son? What kind of things do y'all do? What does a, a meeting look like? What kind of activities do you have? What what would uh, engage my uh, ten year old son? Sure. So the the meetings uh, start out with a flag flag ceremony, the pledge of allegiance, the oath, the motto, all of the things that are program related, um, and. Uh, then we do a devotional, and then after the devotional, we will do uh, basically badge requirements. So badges consist of first aid, um, knowing how to uh, properly treat the American flag, um, 
trail skills, so reading a map, using a compass, uh, building fires, using woods tools effectively and safely, so knife skills, hatchets, axes, things like that. Um, and as they get older, the, the skills extend beyond just the kind of the outdoor skills, and it turns into family man budgeting things like that that you need to know as a young man and as a a young father as you get as you get older um so it really is a program designed to help these young men grow into fine upstanding christian men um and uh so that i I, i'm go ahead well i just that that just sounds so amazing so we have you have a troop in in fredericksburg um, yes, and uh, are there any other hill country troops? So there's actually another troop in Fredericksburg, uh, and my understanding is there is a troop in the Bernie Saros area. Those are the only two that I'm aware of, but there's new troops being formed all the time. If if uh, someone's listening over here in Kern, uh, Kerrville or in Bandera and uh, they're interested in, in this, this Perksome where, where would they go for more information to, say, start a troop? So you can go to the Trail Life USA website, um, and there's there's two links at the top. There's join a troop and there's start a troop. So if you're interested in starting a troop, I know Trail Life would be thrilled to have, uh, have more troops being formed. If you're interested in joining a troop, you can search a map around your area and either find the closest one or find ours. We'd love to have you. Absolutely, yeah, and it's all. I think it's always a good idea to, if you're thinking about uh, forming a new organization, to go visit the ones that already exist. Yeah, and uh, you know, we've discovered years ago with the Tea Party that it's uh, even though we're only 25 or 30 miles apart, so many of these communities, most people just don't like to travel for uh, the extras even that far, and so. Therefore, we have good uh, patriot groups in different uh, cities in the hill country, and so I'm, I uh, this is uh, this is real exciting uh, to hear more about Trail Life USA. That what's that website again? It's it is traillifeusa.com. Okay, traillifeusa.com. Y'all go check that out. Now let's get to the flag retirement ceremony. I have no idea what this is. Why do we have a retirement ceremony? What does it look like? Are there? Do you retire all flags? Just some flags? Uh, just start from from scratch, please, sir, and explain okay. this to us. Okay. So, uh, as we all know, flags fly outside, so they get they get hit by the sun. Sometimes they get rained on, uh, the wind whips them around. And after a while they become unserviceable. They are no longer as bright and bold as they once were because the sun has faded them. The ends of the flag become tattered and torn because of the wind. Uh, just, they, they don't look like the American flag should look. Um, and, uh, so what, uh, what the flag code is, is once, once a flag is in that condition where it no longer is, is it considered a serviceable flag, the respectful thing to do is to retire it. There's a couple different methods of how to retire flags depending on their condition. Um, if they are very torn up, then they can be cut into strips. 
So the red and white strips or stripes get uh, get cut into individual pieces, and then the blue field would remain in one piece. And then you, at that point, it's no longer considered a flag. So you could throw it away, or you can burn it. And if you do that, you burn the stripes first, and then lay the blue field of stars over the top of that that pile of, of red and white stripes uh, and burn it all together, but burning the blue field last. Um, or you can do, if they're not in terrible condition, you can process up to the fire um, and unfold the flag and display it, salute it one last time, refold it, and then place it in the fire for disposal. Um, and... Um, that we're actually going to have both methods because we, we received about 50 to 60 flags. Um, and, um, some of them were very, very far gone. So we, we already, we've already prepared everything for our service tomorrow. We've already cut some of them into strips and they're ready to be disposed of in that way. And then some of them, um, we were able to fold well, but not, in a timely fashion. So we're going, we're going to leave those flags folded and just respectfully dispose of them without displaying them again. Uh, and then the last ones that we have that are in decent enough shape, we will uh, proceed up to the fire, display them each one at a time, offer a hand salute, and then dispose of them in the fire uh, in that way. So we're going to do our best to, to honor these flags um, and and treat them with the respect that they deserve. Uh, my personal opinion is there's there's a lot of lives reflected by these flags, um, mm. and they they deserve the honor that that they're due. So tell us where and when now. Yes, sir. So tomorrow night at Fredericksburg Christian Fellowship, which is located at 157 Schmidzinski Lane in Fredericksburg. Uh, we will get together 6.30, and from 6.30 to 7.30, we're going to have an open house where we will have some tables set up where boys that are interested can come and talk to other boys their age, find out what the program's about, see some of the skills that we've learned, uh, see some tents set up, um, and then at 7.30, we will start the flag retirement ceremony. And we're going to try to get it done by 8.30, but like I said, we have about 60 flags that we've got to dispose of. Um, we don't want to rush it, but we also don't want to have it go on forever. That's right. That's um, right. So uh, the goal is to be done right around dark. Okay. Um, and we will then have a flag-lowering ceremony of, of the good flag that we're going to have flying and uh, a final prayer, and that will be the end of the service. So. There's kind of two start times, 6.30 if you're interested in learning about the program, 7.30 if you're only there for the flag retirement. And the flag retirement, all of it is open to anybody that wants to come, but the flag retirement is, we, we hope to have veterans, we hope to have patriots, anybody that's interested in seeing how the flag should be treated at the end of its life, we, we'd love to have you there. Listen, listen, this sounds really neat, and I'm sure there's uh, people looking forward to this. An excellent opportunity, folks. If you're if you are interested in having your your kids or your grandkids, your sons or your grandsons, uh, be a part of what sounds like a really good organization. 
This will be a good time tomorrow night at Fredericksburg Christian Fellowship in Fredericksburg at uh, starting at 6.30 to come and meet Mr. Thompson and uh, find out what the um, Trail Life USA is all about and then learn something about flag about the flag and the retirement of flags. This was all this was all new information to me and I really appreciate it. I'm sure a lot of our listeners do as well. Mr. Thompson, thank you so much for taking the time this morning and uh, go build some houses. Yes, sir. I'll do that. Thank you very much for letting me be on the show. Appreciate it. All right. There you go, folks. Uh, that's uh, tomorrow night, Fredericksburg Christian Fellowship, 630. Go find out about Trail Life USA. That sounds really good. You know, isn't it nice? We come onto the program today and we're talking about nice things. <laughs> that, isn't that good for We're going to talk about, we're talking about nice things. Well, that's all about to end because you're still in Texas and our legislature is still acting like a bunch of yeehaws. Uh, so uh, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'll tell you about special session number three coming up. We're back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Yes, you heard me right. A third special session because the first two were so good. Let's have a third one. Oh, man, has this been a nightmare or what? And uh, not only that, and we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, they got they uh, finished the second session. They just shut her down. They had three days left in the session, but they all shut it down and said, nah, we're done. Uh, they didn't bother to uh, punish or do anything for the Democrats who fled the state. So we don't know if uh, things are going to look exactly the same in this third session. Uh, but let's talk about the third session. It is set to start on September 20th. Again, they last for 30 calendar days. And the only thing that can be heard on a special session or considered are items that the uh, governor has put on the list um, on the call is what it's what it's called the call. So the the one we, the one thing we knew was going to come up with in a special session this year. We did not know it was going to be the third special session, but we knew there was going to be a special session because uh, we have to do redistricting every ten years, and we do that based upon the census data that the federal government is in charge of. And, of course, you know, the federal government does things so well that they are now months behind getting that data to the states. And so redistricting, which should have taken place between January and May of this year um, during the regular session, um, we didn't have the data then. Now, the... The committee for the the committee for redistricting they actually met even before the last session. They have been working um, on this for uh, quite some time now, getting ready for it. All they needed was the last set of numbers. So the last set of numbers are in. We now have the ability to uh, to redistrict. We're going to add two congressional seats in the state of Texas. 
and um, the, the, this needs to be very careful. These um, that the, the the our representatives need to be very careful with this because we all know, and it's probably common sense to you that the most growth uh, in the state of Texas that has given us these two extra congressional seats. Those most of that growth takes place in the urban and suburban areas, not in the rural areas. And so we need to be careful that we do not set up two new congressional seats that are just easy cheesy for Democrats. They need to be they need to be appropriated, apportioned to so that we'll get a fair standing of both uh, Democrats and Republicans in that district so that you can actually have an election that means something. And so that's going to be really scary. That's going to be a whole lot of the, that's going to be a whole lot of the bickering and arguing is where to going to be, where to draw those lines around the urban and suburban areas. And of course, you know, they're going to take some, uh, every area, every square inch of Texas is represented with a congressman. I mean, that kind of makes sense already. Um, and so these two new congressional districts are going to need to be carved out of someone else's district. So if your congressman uh, represents a portion of a, of a metro area, then they're most likely to be carved around a little bit and messed with. And I say that because Chip Roy... Our, uh, for most of us in our uh, uh, terrestrial signal, uh, Chip Roy is our congressman, and he has a wee part of uh, Austin in his district, and he has a, a good-sized chunk of San Antonio in his district. And so this is where we're going to um, hopefully that we get to stay or that I get to stay in Congressman Roy's district. I believe that most of us in the rural area will not see a, an, a, a change. But if you live, the closer you live to an urban area, the more likely it is that you're going to either get a new congressman or you're going to be put over into someone else's district or it'll be a brand new district. Um, and so that is mainly what the third special session is going to be about. Now, it's going to start Monday, September 20th at 10 a.m., and uh, so that is, what, a couple of weeks, uh, uh, yeah, uh, less than two weeks away. And uh, so here is what on the call, what is on the call. And um, as Glenn Beck would say, I hope you have your duct tape out. Um, because there's parts of this call that uh, may want to, may your head may want to explode. So first of all, definitely the apportionment of the state of Texas into districts um, used to elect members of the Texas House of Representatives, the Texas Senate, the State Board of Education, and the United States House of Representatives. And listen, I was just thinking congressional seats and talking about the two new congressional seats uh, completely left out the fact that all the lines get redrawn. Not just uh, two new uh, congressmen, which I'm excited about. That's two more uh, electoral uh, uh, votes. That gives us a little more weight in uh, presidential elections. 
and gives uh, Texas a little bit more representation uh, in the House of Representatives. And so, but also your um, your state rep um, lines are likely to get redrawn. The Senate lines likely to get redrawn. The State Board of Education our lines are, are likely to be redrawn. Now, one of the good things about uh, th there's a pattern that we follow in Texas that we do our best to keep districts, all of our districts, uh, based on county lines. Now, that gets very difficult when you get into very, uh, when you get into huge, uh, like the Metroplex, Dallas-Fort Worth area then you, you've got two counties up there. You've got Tarrant County and Dallas County, and um, they you've got, how, I, I can't even tell you how many representatives are within those two uh, counties. And then you've got districts like uh, Mr. Murs, who has, Andy Murr has, uh, I believe it's 15 counties in his district. Um, Kyle Biederman, my representative, has three counties in his district. And so these lines, there's going to be some moving around of these lines. Um, and also, the who's going to be running for re-election? And who's going to be running for uh, seats if the, if the lines get moved in your district and all of a sudden you're in a new district here in about a month from now? Who's going to be your representative? And, and do you want to uh, find someone to challenge them, to run against them? Uh, do you want to support your incumbent? And what if your incumbent now is no longer your incumbent? What are you going to do? Well, all of this we'll find out um, over the next couple of months. The deadline for filing for office is somewhere in the middle of December. Okay, so you may have heard, I'm familiar with two names that are running for uh, Senate uh, in uh, Senate District 24 in the state of Texas. And uh, they're, they're ready for that regardless of where the lines may fall. But they also know that, uh, that some of the counties they're looking at now may or may not be in Senate District 24 when they get to that point. So it's going to be real interesting. There may be people who are thinking about running, but they're not going to declare until they know where the lines are going to be. And so we will not know who's running and where until about the middle of December, until about the middle of December. And at that point in time, everything will have to be fixed by that date, and you'll know who all your candidates are. And uh, we have the Fredericksburg Tea Party has already started the vetting process uh, for at least Senate candidates uh, for SD24, and we're, we're working on that already and uh, it's just a wait and see to find out where all the house lines are going to be drawn and uh, so on and so forth. So it really, everything really is not going to come out uh, completely defined until about the middle of December. So be patient. Uh, have no idea yet on our primary date. Uh, it's normally March 1st, uh, the beginning of March. It could be into April. It could be into May. We don't know. There's uh, the threat of the Democrats who may or may not want to get involved in redistricting. We could have this insanity of uh, no quorum, and um, we may not get any district lines redrawn. And then what do we do? 
Um, the Democrats, by the way, when it comes to drawing these lines, they would like for it not to be into the hands of the House. They want it to be in the hands of a special committee that uh, that the governor picks or that I, I don't even know how they're going to pick that. But essentially what it would come down to is they want some kind of committee formed that would have some people on it that were not even elected and some elected officials on it. I've seen the makeup of what they have in mind for that, but I don't have it in front of me right now. So that's all, um, yeah, lots of shenanigans uh, possible here coming up. And so special session, September 20th, the number one item is going to be uh, redistricting. And uh, the Democrats, uh, folks, the Democrats need to show up and get this done. Um, we're going to take a short break right quick. And uh, then I'll get to the head-exploding part of what else is going to be in this special session. Y'all stay tuned. All right, here we go. Fourth quarter on a Wednesday coming at you so we knew that the texas legislature was going to have to meet this fall for uh, redistricting and sure enough the third uh, special session has been called by governor abbott to begin on september 20th it will last 30 days the main job of that is going to be the uh, apportionment of the state of texas into districts used uh, to select or elect members of the Texas House of Representatives, Senate, State Board of Education, and the United States House of Representatives. Now, what else is on the call? Well, we we knew this one was coming as well. We need to be able to purport a pro. We need to be able to divvy up the money. There we go. Just come up with a new word. We need to divvy up the federal money that comes from the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. Every state got a big chunk of money from the feds. By the way, if someone says, yeah, that's fed money, it's your money. It, it, it's your money. It, it's got your name on it. You you uh, sent them that money uh, this last April and the April before that and the April before that. So just, you know, if someone says, yeah, it's federal money, whatever, it's still your money. So they're going to have to figure out what to do with that money. That will be very interesting process to watch to see how they divvy that up it'll be interesting to see which committee it goes into you would think it would be cut and dried but uh yeah common sense is as missing in austin as it is anywhere else and so it'll be interesting to see where that uh, appropriation of that money um uh which committees get to do that and uh, that's going to be interesting to see. So what else? Um, we're going to get back to the boys and boys sports, girls and girls sports, uh, Senate Bill 29 uh, that was passed uh, by the the Senate in the 87th legislative session and then it got nowhere uh, in the House. And then in the first special session, it got nowhere in the House and it would pass in the Senate. In the second special session, it passed in the Senate and got nowhere in the House. In fact, our governor has so much confidence in his ability 
to to do uh, to, to you know to roll the uh, Texas House around to get them to do what needs to be done. He says uh, the uh, chances of passing a bill uh, to um, to change this uh, child gender modification, he says that's a nil in the Texas House of Representatives. What he is saying is that there are too many Republicans in the Texas House who think the gender modification of young children of minors is okay. Because if he says it has a nil chances of passing, zero chances of passing, in a house that is controlled by Republicans, he says it has no chance of passing, um, that uh, yeah, that means uh, that there's a whole lot of Republicans who actually think it's quite fine and dandy that if a 10-year-old boy decides he wants to be a girl, that we can go ahead and chemically castrate that little boy because 10-year-old boys always know exactly what they're going to do the rest of their lives and uh, they have such a clear vision of their future. And if you believe that, then you're a liberal. Um, so the uh, so back to Senate Bill 29, this was not about, uh, uh, not about gender modification, but about the results of that. And uh, we, I have testified on this bill and uh, one similar to it. This has to do with allowing, disallowing boys to compete in interscholastic uh, games, uh, athletic competitions that are for women. This is about protecting our girls. This is about protecting our girls. It's everything from protecting them in the locker rooms uh, to protecting them on the team buses when they go out of you know and when they go out of town for some kind of tournament and they spend a night in a hotel or it, wherever they stay if that boy says he's a girl he's going to be right there with the girls in the girls room on the bus with the girls that they're not going to separate them right they're not going to separate them there if 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 it's two girls to a room i don't even know how they do that road trips but i remember uh, overnight road trips uh, with a journalism class, and uh, yeah, you were two boys in a room, two girls in a room, and uh, that was uh, the way that was the way it was set up. And so, when your girl takes a volleyball road trip and uh, go to the state tournament or whatever it is, um, yeah, there'll be uh, could be a boy on the bus, and yeah, could be a boy staying in a room. Can you imagine being the girl? in that room the young lady in that room and it's like oh you just got uh you just got your your mate is billy uh, billy the he or billy the she well well that would be well of course it's a she listen we had these democrats sit on the dais i watched them sit in committee say things like a trans girl is a girl it, it, they're not a trans girl is a boy a trans girl is a boy it's simple xxxy and so to to the the stupidity of saying that a boy is a girl I, this is where we're at and our democrats the democrats they they just think that's all fine and dandy and the committee that hears this bill is run by a democrat because our speaker our leadership our republican leadership put these democrats in charge of committees in places that they they shouldn't be they should not be in the head of that committee 
They have not allowed this. Uh, this committee in the House has not allowed this uh, boys and boys sports protect our young girls uh, bill even get out of the uh, House, even get out of the committee. Um, I checked with uh, one of my uh, parliamentarian experts about a week ago, and I said, okay, so the the committee is chaired by a Democrat. It does have a majority of Republicans on it, but it's chaired by a Democrat. So uh, is the chair the only one that can call for a vote? And the answer is, well, yes and no. I said, so a member of the committee could call for a vote, in other words, to try to move it out of committee. And I was told, yes, they could, but only with permission of the chair. So they could uh, make a call to have a vote, and the chair could say, I do not recognize you on that call. So even though technically there's a way for a Republican member of the committee to call for a vote to move a bill out of committee, even though technically there is a pathway for that, it requires cooperation of the committee chair. And in this case, it's a Democrat who has said, we're not going to move this bill forward. We're not going to let it out of committee. And what bill is this? This is the bill that protects girls and girls' sports in high school. And don't even get me started on the fact that why are we even talking about that? Why are we even talking about this? Until you're 18, until you're 18 and old enough to make that decision for yourself, if you're born XY, then you are a boy if you are born with xx chromosomes you are a girl anything after you become an adult whatever you want to do I, you know i'm i'm not going to encourage you to and i think you're setting yourself up for a, a life of of defending a lie but uh, if you're a grown-up adult and you want to mutilate your body and and want to dress in uh, you want to wear a dress you know i Boys, I mean, men, go for it. That 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 you're an adult, but when parents allow a ten-year-old or a twelve-year-old or even as young as a six or seven-year-old, when they listen, when they allow that child to to uh, to live this fantasy, when they allow a child to to uh, follow through on essentially what is a fantasy. I think that's child abuse, and I've spoken to that several times in front of the committees. That's absolutely child abuse. You are the grown-up in the room. And I use the point, and it's not silly. It's actually true. I used to look for the biggest towel that we had in the house, and I would wrap it around my neck and tie it, uh, you know, make a knot, and there was my cape. I'm Superman, and I can fly, and I can run around the house with that cape, Right, and tell my mom, hey, I'm Superman, I'm Superman, I can fly, and she'll smile, and, and that's great, have a fun. But you know what she never did? She never took me up onto the roof of the garage and threw me off. Not once. Because, see, the adults know. The adults in the room know. You, no, you, you can't fly. You can't fly. It's cute, it's fun, I love watching you run down the hall with your cape, but you can't fly. So if the little boy puts on a dress and says, I'm a girl, how is that any different? 
it's no different. It is a child's fantasy. It is, it, it, it's a child's imagination. And the adults in the room need to stand up and say, no, I know you said, no, you're, you're not a girl. You're a boy here. Let me show you. This is, uh, these are boy parts and, uh, you're going to, you're going to, this is what you are. You're a boy. And, uh, that's the, that's the job of the grownups in the room. It, it, it sickens me to see parents during these hearings come up with all the reasons and defend why their little boy thought he was a girl or their little girl, uh, at 12 or 13 decided she was actually a boy and wanted to have top surgery, all right? And that does happen before they turn 18. And uh, if you don't know what top surgery is, use your imagination. Um, so we got some uh, special requests uh, for the prayer list. Uh, you know, Angela Smith, our founder of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, and uh, also uh, comes in here every Monday and takes over the uh, Matt Long Show every Monday. Angela is uh, dealing with some issues with her father, so please, uh, health uh, uh, prayers for the health of Angela's father, and uh, be with uh, Angela if she, as she deals with this and with her father and her family, and uh, health for her dad. And uh, also our friend Karen um, has, uh, is uh, in recovery and needs, uh, needs your prayers. So please, a lot of you know the Karen I'm talking about. Give Karen an extra prayer today. And Travis, the young man, I have not, I don't know anything about Travis. I got an email from his parents, um, and so I really have no idea what the story is on this. Uh, but Travis has broken his back and uh, I believe was in surgery yesterday. And uh, like I said, I don't know the parents. I did look uh, the, the, the profile up, and they're a young couple and so Travis must be a child um, or a young young man and uh, dealing with some very serious issues. So play for, pray for Karen, Travis, and Angela's dad. And uh, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. She'll be flying in the door any minute now. And uh, we will see you tomorrow.